last left off the party finished their exploration of the dungeons of deception uh defeating a slard in the tomb of nang nang um and picking up a uh desiccated not desiccated a uh, petrified uh grung egg that seemed to have magical powers as an artifact for nang nang uh and a potion uh, they also raided Wither's uh, office, finding a couple of things, as well as potential answers for Exley's fate, uh, before descending down the spiral staircase to the next floor, where we left them at the doorway, about to open to venture into the Vault of Reflection. Can we see anything about the doorway? Um, it is a closed door. Would you like to open it? Yes. You open it. I open the door. (laughs) What do we see? Would you like to roll to open the door? Yeah, let's see how well I open it. So 16 is pretty good. Um, You do see that there is a... uh, a tomb guardian um here an armored up uh what appears to be some sort of flesh golem um and it's just standing by a lever okay so uh Steve, who's closest to kind will hear him kind of go x ah oh, halt something inside a creature of metal but not Hmm. Some kind of uh, golem, like the in the Amber Temple, or different. Does the creature look alert, Darby? Um. Yes, but it's not paying you any mind. If that makes any sense. It like, seems it sees focused that you're there. Elsewhere. <laughs> Um, if Sevia like does a little wiggle around and like sticks her head out under Conrad's arm, can she have a look at the flesh golem? Um, yeah, yeah, it okay, is. Cool. It is. Which is where she sees that it's a terrible, awful flesh golem. Yeah. He goes, ah, that explains the book. The book. Uh, Withers had a book of glyphs about how to make creatures such as this. Ah, yes. Flesh golems. Curious, like Prime. Sort of. Also akin to, um, the Bride in Barovia, although this one seems Ah. to... This one does not seem as sentient as she was. Be careful, all, and Conrad will. Oh, once he's <laughs> once <laughs> DD one stops. Ah, uh, there we go. Conrad will step forward to all have right. a look. 
Yeah. And Ooh. again, it doesn't seem to pay you any mind. There is a thin corridor uh, off to the side, and you can see that it's standing by a what appears to be a window of some sort looking onto a corridor to the south. Hmm. Are you conscious? Do you hear? Um, it doesn't seem to be paying attention to you. Don't like that. But I will press on then. You will step past it. All right. Squeeze past the flesh golem. <laughs> yeah. So there is there is this really thin corridor to the side um, mm. here. That seems to be, from here, the only kind of path. Oh, uh, so it's a dead end. So we have to get past the flesh yeah. golem. I mean, the, the flesh golem isn't going to mind you going past it. Oh, okay. I walk past it then? Yeah. Oh, uh, hang on. Let's open that. It's it. You gather that it's there to perform one job, and whatever that one job is, is related to this lever. Um, so it's not the it's not the path south. Okay. It's it's there is a little. Fancy grounds is really wigging out on me. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't um, know where I'm going. It's this little little <laughs> oh, thing okay. to the. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh. A little corridor to the that is like. Yeah, it is, it is a space, it's really thin, so it's hard to kind of move through at any real speed. Okay. But it is squeeze possible through. to maneuver, yeah, it is possible to squeeze through. Alright, cool. Cool. So the golem doesn't mind us going past? No. Sevia minds. <laughs> she, she's like, eh. Alright. So. <laughs> just like, oh, excuse me. Uh, oh, pardon, through. pardon yeah. me. Oh, great, so, nice, narrow hallway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't like enclosed spaces, is that right? Not a huge fan. It'll be okay. Uh, and yeah. she, like, reaches back, worms her little arm back and just Be grabs onto his sleeve. Thank you. Beatrice also looks very uncomfortable coming through the narrow corridor. I know why. I forgot to turn. Oh, you're too far back, back. sorry. <laughs> I forgot to. I can't hold much. your hand either. <laughs> I, I also can't move. Yeah, I forgot to give people light sources, so... Beatrice um, has one. Yes. Uh, let me give you... Uh, let me give you... It is 15 and 30 for Beatrice. Uh, 30. 30. Um, okay, so you should have light now. Um, uh, Conrad, you have preset light spell. There we go. That should give you some light. Paul, you have your dark vision to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll fix up artists in a moment. What, you guys can't see in the dark naturally? Wow. Right. I can see just fine. I, I would be able to find my way around, even if I didn't have anything. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. All right. Do you mock me? <laughs> no. All right. Trying to So... In this room, I'm going to have to move uh, Dragon Bait to get this information up. 
A golden skull rests on a pedestal in the middle of this small, dusty room. And then there is a uh, secret door that you can all see going north. Or every, everyone but Sevia is able to notice it immediately. Uh, but assuming someone points it out, Sevia is quickly able to see it once it is pointed out to her. Okay, skull on table and secret door. Oh. So everyone really does have a secret door. Yes. Hmm. Well, uh, is there anything else in this room? No sarcophagus, nothing like that? Uh, no. It is quite a small room here. Hmm. Well, what do you suppose the skull does? Is it like one of those like things where you have to like switch it with something else or a button will come up and a trap will be set off if you wanted the skull for some reason? Here's gold. Uh, oh yes, yes, like that um like that play. That there's a play with yeah. that. Hellraider. <laughs> yes! Yes, yes! I oh think my I'm... god, it's a classic, isn't it? No. Um, That's not what we're here for, though. No, I rather hope a giant boulder doesn't come down that tiny corridor. It wouldn't fit. Um, do we want to risk touching it? There's no reason to, unless we need it for something. Which we might. <laughs> Can I inspect the skull more closely? Uh, yeah. Do you touch it in doing so, or are you simply looking at it? I will look very closely at it. Okay. Uh, there's nothing you can really glean from it other than the fact that it is oh. a golden humanoid skull. Okay. Um, it does appear to be plated in gold rather than being made of gold. I think it's just plated in gold, so it's not as valuable if it was, like, all gold. Beatrice is going to check for any traps around the table that okay. it's sitting on. Okay, roll me an investigation check, please. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. There are no apparent traps on or around the pedestal that it is on. Well, it doesn't appear to be trap. What if it itself is the trap? Like it'll bite your fingers with its little teeth. I do not know. That'd be rather fun to watch. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we don't need to touch everything. That we come across in any given room. There's more a, a, a question, but if we don't need to touch it, we can just go through the secret door you all seem so sure is here, and we can see what progresses from there, rather than touching the skull, unless some of us have certain impulses, and she looks at Artis. <laughs> don't look at me. I'm not interested so in this skull. Excuse me for assuming you would make a rash decision. Right. Shall we move forward? 
Fall just kind of like smirks at CBR. Conrad actually looks quite pleased too. He's like, yes, well, if we we need a gold skull, we know where one is. And he'll press forward as well. So um, coming into this corridor, two hulking figures stand in alcoves along along this long hall facing each other that that you can see. I'll drag them into encounters so you can see them. Um, Because they would be visible where you are. Armour is bolted to their flesh and they wear bucket helms and spiked gauntlets, much like the one in uh, the control room before that you saw. Um, Iron collars around their necks are connected by a spiked chain that stretches across the corridor. Uh, We're connected to each other. They're boyfriends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kinky. Yeah. yeah. Damn, uh, sorry to intrude on your scene. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm. I will say I'm kind of impressed. I don't think there are too many kinks in that chain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think something that makes me like you, artist. Shut up. <laughs> uh, fall. Yeah. You with your with your dark vision, you can see the railings ahead of. Um, the grand staircase at this level. Um, you do also notice uh, all around you there is the 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 purple mold uh, that that has the uh, the familiar stench and uh, that that you remember from earlier on. Ah, um, uh, is it similar to where the eye stalks came out? Yes. Yeah. Kari looks very like on edge when he and sees similarly. That mold. To before, occasionally an eye stalk will just pop out, look around, Ooh. and then pop back down. Or suddenly he's like, oh, ha, 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 and then just kind of like shrinks in a lot uh, when he notices this. Uh, there is also double doors to the west uh, and a corridor leading north. That does anyone see into that far enough to? Fall, Fall probably has the best vision. Uh, Fall, from where you are, you can see that there is a room up there. You can't quite see what is in the far back of it. Okay. Um, so you've got you've got three possible directions you can go between between the uh, the tomb guardians um, into the doors or north, east, west, or north. So, uh, oh, you first. I was just gonna say the mold with the eye stalks is the same hallway as the guardians. Uh, yes. Okay. Cool. 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 The in in fact, it seems to also be going up, uh, north and, uh, uh, and in the grand staircase on this level as well. Mold everywhere. Yes, basically, from what you can tell. Beatrice just sort of goes, looks like we'll have to be a little more careful this time. Hmm? Yes, I think we'll have to be very, very careful. Um, 
I was hoping we wouldn't have to interact with these things again. Shall we try the double doors first? Seeing as they are the closest. Yes. Good and idea. The, uh, the weird blocked off part to the right just seems to go to the grand staircase. Mm. All right, so Beatrice will walk up to the double doors. Do Will they open? Yeah, they open. Um, so opening them up, you all say, yeah, they're neither locked nor trapped, and they swing inward on rusty hinges, revealing the room beyond. Ten feet from the doors, a thick tapestry um, curtain hangs from wall to wall. Its embroidery shows a scene of merriment, Nobles feasting around a banquet table, a roast boar on a platter, and servants pouring wine. Uh, uh, it is easy enough to... The, the curtains seem easy enough to be pulled aside. It just sort of nudges Conrad and says, hmm, looks like fun. Hmm, well, it could be, yes. It looks uh, quite similar to back home. It can be fun, depending on your perspective. <sighs> Do you think this is all the room has to it? Surely there's something behind the curtain. We go take a peek. All right. Uh, Beatrice will try and peer around one side of the curtain. Yeah. Probably look at the other side. Yep. Okay, so looking to the other side, you see another curtain hanging behind the first, showing the same scene but descended into depravity. The nobles fight with each other, partaking carnal encounters on the table or sprawl out on the floor in puddles of vomit. So, Hieronymus Bush. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Can sometimes look at that too. Goodness, that looks like <laughs> quite fun. Looks much more fun. All right. <laughs> this one likewise seems to be easy enough to, to move. Curtains. <laughs> Curtains. Many, many curtains. Beatrice oh, peers yes. around the oh. edge of this oh, one. Hi. <laughs> All right. So, behind the second curtain is the third. Uh, a scene of horror confronts you. Yeah, if I can just open this properly. Uh, nobles feasting on servants, eating each other alive and setting fire to the hall. The roast boar is alive and laughing on its platter. Um, the rotting... Yeah. Oh, no. No, that's... Uh, yeah. So, uh, can I get... Uh, so, who is looking at this third curtain at the moment? Beatrice and Conrad? Beatrice and Conrad. Can I get the two of you to roll me a uh, wisdom saving throw? Beatrice 
Dirty 20. Dirty 20, that is a success. 18. 18, that is also a success. Um, you kind of suppress this feeling of fear that you get from seeing uh, seeing this disturbing sight. Beatrice immediately turns around and yells or yells towards everyone else. Perhaps it's best if everybody stay where they are. You all right, Conrad? Did you feel that? Yes, no, it was a compulsion for something. It was quite a frightful tapestry. It Uh, is indeed. There does also appear to be something... Like, it does also appear that you can move aside this tapestry as well. Oh, no. <laughs> Whether you want to is up to you, but it is... I would say I prefer the middle one more. This one is quite frightful. At least that one has some fun things in it. Shall we move on? Do you think there's anything like further? <laughs> <laughs> Although Surely. she'll definitely like reach the middle one, turn bright purple, and just like backed away. <laughs> Sevia's still like looking at the first one, like full. What's the second one look like? <laughs> um, uh, the, mm, the very um explicit in uh, details. Yes. Oh, like murders? Um, a little bit of that. <laughs> oh. Well, that's that's rather frightful. Um. Yes. Yes. No. I think I'm. I'm fine looking at this one. <laughs> right. Are you sure Conrad and Beatrice should be going ahead alone? Then should we not maybe go through and and see if we can help? Um. Uh, and that probably about that point yeah. is when Beatrice sort of yelled like, "Stay where Stay you are!" Soon. And CB's like, "Oh, well, obviously it, anyone w- anyone beyond that is even more frightful." Mm. It gets worse. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we'll... We'll hold the fort here. Let us know if you need us to run through. We can close our eyes. So are you pulling aside the ne- the final curtain? Or are you Yes. Just- okay. So... Uh, the rotting head of a giant boar is mounted to the wall behind the final curtain. Fresh blood and gore spatters its tusks, dribbling down the wall beneath it, in a in an image very reminiscent of Lord of the Flies. Ugh. In in fact, it is referred to as the Lord of the Feast. Um, in the module, can I get the two of you to roll me a wisdom saving throw again? As you as you see this boar's head. An eight. An eight? Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, Beatrice, you make it. Conrad, you find yourself compelled to approach this boar's head and put your head in it. Okay, so then he just like kind of like so Beatrice is like, oh, what the fuck is that? And then, like Conrad, like in a periphery, just like starts, and then he will move to do that. I guess yeah. if Beatrice sees him trying to do that, she will grab him and haul him backwards. Okay, I guess that is yeah <laughs> a 
yeah, you you have have well, athletics have against athletics or acrobatics from Conrad. Oh no! Conrad okay. is a slippery boy. Plus this nine to acrobatics. Works. Let's see. Hey, this is good. I only roll a seven, so it's a sixteen. You wriggle. <laughs> Emily's taking a photo, so it's either very good or very bad. Thank you, Emily. Is this, <laughs> if you're rolling very well, I'll be very happy. Or a nat 20? Okay. <laughs> yes. that one just slides out of Beatrice's hands like butter. <laughs> It's a nat 20. Oh my okay, goodness. So you're That's able, <laughs> you're able. What are you doing? Let go. Let go. Okay. What are you doing? No, you, what? I feel like that would be a very bad idea to put your <laughs> head in that. Okay. You, you still feel compelled to put your head in this boar's mouth. Conrad. But I must. I can't explain why I must. In fact, as as that six seconds passes, roll roll me oh, no. an acrobatics check to try to get out. Yes, I rolled a four, so that's a thirteen. <laughs> this is what I want okay. to roll badly. Well, well, for Beatri once, Beatrice, Beatrice actually has a hold of him. Beatrice, <laughs> yeah. roll me the athletics check to to keep a hold Please. of him. Thirteen. Thirteen. No. <laughs> So what was what was Conrad's total again? Fourteen. Fourteen. So Conrad, you get loose and put your head in the boar's mouth. <laughs> At the end of your turn, the mouth closes on you, and you take. Um, I, okay, I rolled fairly average. Uh, Twenty-one. Twenty-two points of slashing damage as the jaw clamps down on you. Um, you do get to, um, you do get to re-roll your wisdom saving throw, though. Beatrice yells backwards through the curtain, Definitely don't come this way! <laughs> don't do it! Good thing you had those temporary hit points. I, I didn't, I looked at that, because oh. that was only for my, um, yeah, that was only because of, um, oh. Fall of Dread, which would have run out by then, so oh. now I'm on 66. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Let's try my wisdom saving throw again. That's a twelve. Plus that's a thirteen. Yay! Yeah, you are still you are still uh, charmed <sighs> by cool, this cool, cool. head. So hey, just like just let off that little strangled yell. But yeah, no. Mm. Do I just keep my head in there? Uh, yeah. Beatrice is gonna pull out her short sword and try and like hack at the head where it meets not. Well, she's going to hack at the boar's head where it meets the wall. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll roll to hit. And you do technically have an ally, so you do get sneak attack as well. <laughs> 25. 25 certainly hits. This thing and is then... stationary. It has an AC of 5. What am I doing? I'm doing 4d4. Cool. Uh, 10, 19. 19. Um, Points of damage. Oh, actually, no. 19. 
23. Okay, Actually. that is that is enough to destroy this this uh this head. And Conrad, you immediately come to your senses. Oh, oh, it's probably like just got like the boar blood all over his face yep. now and his own blood. Yep. Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh it's <laughs> kind of like clutching his neck and then like just stagger back. What what happened? I don't <laughs> I, I don't think you want to know. Uh let's let's never speak of it again. Um having destroyed the head, you do notice there are three items lodged between its teeth, too. Uh, a bent pair of gold spectacles, a leather eye patch set with a bloodstone, and a platinum hairpin. I will put those into the party sheet as things that people can claim. Beatrice <laughs> <laughs> is like, I think I think you might need a little uh, a little something, and she taps him on the shoulder and is going to cast cure wounds. <laughs> All right. uh, second level, which isn't a lot, but that's all good. Let's. It'll helps. It'll do something. Yeah. So, Conrad, you get back. Also, yeah, that's another room dealt with. This is true. I got my neck chomped on by a ball. <laughs> ah, you survived. Uh, you get back 11 points. Thank you. That's very pleasing to me because I had I was, had 66 out of 88 and I've been healed by 11, which means I'm now on 77 out of 88. Oh, that's good. Very pleasing. Very and good. Karen just kind of like, just he's still quite shell-shocked. He's like, oh, good. Thank you. Mm. <coughs> You're welcome. Like, tries to like wipe some blood off his like face, <laughs> like onto his white shirt. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. Um. Yes, let's not speak of it. Good idea. And Beatrice like pulls like a rag out of her her pocket and hands it to him to clean himself off with. He kind of like just nods, um, like a little bit like cowed, um, and then takes it off her and just starts wiping off his face as they probably stride back out. Yep. All right. We walk back out to everyone else. <laughs> What happened in there? Conrad, are you okay? God's above. I will survive. You... It's fine. There wasn't anything of interest in there. It's all good. Let's keep going. All right. Do you, you want some help being cleaning off? I, I, I can do it. It's, it's fine. Are, are you... She holds her hands up in like this very useless little like half magical pose. Like <laughs> he kind of like slowly like pushes past to follow after Beatrice. <laughs> he probably would not look great because he's supposed to watch her just everywhere. So his, north, yeah. his shirt is no longer <laughs> neatly buttoned up either. I suppose. So uh, north into the room to the north or. East to the Grand Staircase. North. North. Okay. So you all head to the room to the north. Uh, where you recognize uh, the telltale signs of another tomb. Um, so. Uh, so. For a four-columned portico 
juts out from the far wall, beneath which a stone sarcophagus rests in a wall recess. Four ceramic frog masks hang in niches around the sarcophagus. Beneath the masks, humanoid bones are strewn across the floor. To the east, a large carving of a tentacled frog monster squats above a shrine. Offerings lie on a shelf before it. Four rectangular frescoes adorn the adjacent walls. Um, there's also a little, little, little one of your, your skeleton pals in here. Um, Beatrice shoots at him. Okay, roll to, roll to, I'm, I'm going to say have a, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, because this is probably rarely going to come up otherwise, and because of your AC, um, what is it that your assassin thing does that, uh, good question. Let me quickly pull up uh, my character sheet. Because um, there is, I feel like, there I think is there a, is something there is about... Special thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, assassinate. You have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in the combat yet. Yes, and, that would be it. Uh, and in addition, any hit you score against a creature that is surprised, I'd consider this surprised is a critical hit. So roll to hit just to make sure you do hit it. If you do hit, it is a critical hit. Oh yeah, look, it's a 19 plus eight. Yeah, so um, yeah, your maximum damage is even with even with your bow, like is enough to just, especially when you add sneak attack into that, it's just enough to, <laughs> it immediately turns to dust except for the skull. Got another one. <laughs> so this one what? is a uh, pentagonal uh, stone shape. Oh, nice. Good job. Oh, I'll, um, I'll put its skull in my backpack with the other one. Beatrice sort of very yeah. lightly sure. goes, and that's how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good job. Hmm. Yeah. All right. But uh, beyond that, so uh, Obalaka is going to warn you, Sevia, against trying on the mask. She's going to say, I would avoid trying on the masks if I were you. Well, I wasn't going to. That, that seems quite risky. Mm. Oh, wait, Conrad, Beatrice. Ah! Uh, Friends, uh, uh, we should not wear the masks. I don't think this is like that first tomb. I think it may end poorly for us. Okay. Okay. Oh. Interesting. You know, like with the gold skull, we don't have to touch everything. And, and she gets like this kind of resigned look on her face and just goes and Obalaka says we shouldn't do it so ah. well it remains to be seen if they tell the truth or not hasn't led me astray so far we shall see if the tomb budges on its own then okay so well um so the four frescoes um, around the room. 
uh, first fresco. Uh, so the frescoes align, uh, line along the east wall of the tomb, uh, two on each side of the shrine. Ah, yeah. So these little, uh, yeah. Um, so fresco one, um, a frog-like behemoth uses its tentacles to help the Umuum people or, uh, the, the people, uh, I'm struggling to remember where the more, the more lands, but Sire, Sire, uh, the Serum people, um, uh, knock down a mighty statue. In the foreground, an old woman wearing a frog mask tosses five coins from her hand as though sowing seeds. Uh, fresco number two. A frog-like behemoth wraps its tentacles around a giant crocodile as Omuan hunt or as Saren hunters stab the crocodile with their spears. In the foreground, an old man is wearing a frog mask, uh, holds up a bug up to his open mouth. Fresco number three, a frog-like behemoth with four uh Saren hunters riding on its back finds a small boy in the jungle. The hunters seem elated. In the foreground, a young woman wearing a frog mask holds a knife in one hand and a headless chicken in the other. And Fresco 4. A frog-life behemoth wallows in the shallow pool as Serens uh, offer it urns of food and treasure as tribute. Cracks in the fresco obscure the head of the human figure in the foreground, but you can see that it grasps a lit candle. Uh, searching the wall shrine reveals couple of objects. A uh, six-inch tall stone statuette of a Frakemoth, which weighs five pounds and has an inscription on its base. Um, in... If, if anyone speaks Draconic, it's in Draconic. Um, uh, there is also a copper bowl uh, containing rat bones. Four dead cockroaches, a green wax candle with a salvageable wick, and five loose gold pieces. <laughs> okay. Oh. Ceremonies were performed here. It feels like compared to the other tombs and gods we've we have come across, this one. Definitely enjoyed blood and bone. Hmm. Dabby? Yes? From what Sayathriel, the guy who commissioned us to do this? Yes. From what he told us of the Mornlands, hmm. where do these frescoes play into that? Um, you're not sure from what you've heard. Okay. But he, he never mentioned, you know, frog behemoths came and helped us rescue children from the woods. No. Woods. Okay. Um. And we haven't really, like, each room has clearly been like a shrine to the different trickster gods gods in some way yes or another you do you do know that there was a frog hemoth as one of the uh yeah, yeah, yeah yes i believe this room might be in tribute which one was the so the kubazan yes 
<laughs> be okay. If this is oh, what was that cube? Kubazan? I think this is Kubazan's room. So, which I, as Zoe, know is now of interest to Joanna. Yes. is like, huh, Kubazan. So. Mm. It does seem to correspond with the markings out the front of the temple. The mm. strange little tentacly froggy thing. Yes. So. This first one really with depictions of what it may or may not have done when it was a physical form and not just when it was a god. I wonder if the, if the mask was a sign of devotion or a sign of control. Perhaps both. One can lead to the other very quickly. Indeed. Conrad looks probably a little bit too interested in the frescoes. So, once again, I'd maybe warn against the masks, but we have yet to find any kind of warning to give us a hint on how to open this tomb, so maybe perhaps we just should see what happens. I'm certain we can hold our own if something occurs. Obalaka oh, screams. Ah. Um, uh, certainly, uh, I'll give it a try and uh, see if it'll work. Oh, well, I can... Conrad and Beatrice have been doing all the heavy lifting. Maybe we should open this one. Sylvia <laughs> uh, says, like, just to fall, and then before Beatrice's little face that Emily is currently making can register in Sylvia's mind, she just gets all excited to help fall out and they go and so, open the two. So... All of these depictions, they do suggest wearing, they are wearing the frog masks in them. Yes. But I was warned not to. But by, there is potential. By an overly cautious spirit, by the sons of things. Warning an overly cautious person. Artist. Shush. <laughs> If you Beatrice. would like to wear a mask. Whilst this is going on, Beatrice sort of thinks very hard, um, trying to communicate with Moa, uh, asking, is there any truth? Do, what, do, what do you know of the masks? Um, the masks would be taken with a hint of caution but if one is undertaking the rituals suggested by the frescoes then proper dress would be expected however i would caution against doing things incorrectly Emily, you're frozen. Sorry. There you are. Oh, no, am I? Am I back? Oh, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. no, I've got to 
message saying internet connection is unstable, but it was after I came back. So Beatrice is going to turn to everybody and say, well, the thing is, these all indicate a ritual, correct? And they're all wearing the masks. If we were doing the ritual, then we would have to wear the masks. But if we're not doing the ritual, then uh, everything must be taken with a grain of salt. Yes? Yes. Yes. And Beatrice sort of thinks back and thinks, perhaps we should leave this room for a moment and go out to the stairway. But remember see the warning poems from the other levels? Perhaps there is something in that, but we haven't come across it because we came the other way. True, that might be a good idea. Sure. Full kind of tugs at the coffin just to see if it actually will open or not. <laughs> okay, oh, let me double check something uh oh no <laughs> um yeah so it, it's i i mean roll me a strength check <laughs> i mean yeah no that was an eight yeah no you you cannot <laughs> move this lid no it doesn't seem to open okay Would be good to have more information. This is true. So we find the other entrance. See what kind of prophecy there is, or warning, perhaps. Come back, try again. Unless you find something interesting along the way. <laughs> ha. Okay. Yes. So, I guess we do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you make your way back towards the uh, the pair of Tomb Guardians uh, blocking the way with a chain between them. Um, and does anyone try to move past the... Or who who is going to try to move past them first? Beatrice will. Okay. She'll try and... How high is the chain off the floor? The chain... I mean, it's it's a 15-foot chain, so it's got a little bit of slack, so... Not particularly high up off the floor. It is a spiked chain. Keep in mind, too. Beatrice is going to run up and try and flip over it. All right, roll me an acrobatics check. Okay, acrobatics. 24. 24. Okay, you flip over. Um, and as you do, you're able to get your footing on the other side. Um, but one of the tomb, uh, tomb guardians, as you pass, um, or as you land, um, goes to attack you. Uh, with its spiked gauntlets. Uh, 
Uh-oh. Basically punching at you. Um, <laughs> so that is... The, the lower one is a... The lower one's still a 16, so both of those are going to hit. It hits. Um, that is 2d8 plus 2d6 plus 4. So, you take... Ooh, <laughs> ooh. So you take... Um, Seventeen points of bludgeoning damage and nine points of piercing damage as this gaunt as these two gaunt Oh, that's from the first one. It's from the first attack. Um So that is So twenty-six points all up from the first attack. And the second attack uh is 18 points of bludgeoning plus 7 points of um, piercing, so uh, 25 all up. Ouch. Hmm. Can I get everyone to roll for initiative? Beatrice staggers back. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Natural 20. Oh! 27. Oh. <laughs> uh, dirty 19. Okay. And Conrad? 21. 21. Alright, so four, you won initiative. Um, yes. Well, I guess I don't... No, I'll just run up to the one that attacked Beatrice. Yeah. Avoiding the spike chain. Yeah. Um, and I will uh, do a flurry of blows. All right, roll to hit. And then oh, yeah. it's with advantage, I think, isn't it? Because it was nat 20 for initiative. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so. A natural 20. <laughs> I was about to say, just in case you get a natural 20. Oh, my um, God. So, this this is this is probably time because I don't know if you played a paladin before, but this is relevant with the staff of striking. Um, oh. Usually, paladins hold out their high level smites for a crit mm. because it because it becomes all the more powerful. Ooh. You can do that with your staff of striking as well. I can. This would oh. be the time to yes. pump your staff of striking. <laughs> You're so true. Okay. Um, well. Because when do the when do those charges come back? Do they all come back? Each day. Overnight? Yeah. So I'll do three charges. So that's next to three d six. So I've got three d six, one d eight. So that that already ups your 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 maximum damage by the eighteen. So what is yes. what is the maximum? Uh, so the maximum is. Um, 16. 16? That seems low. Yeah. Oh, just the, from... usu- the usual is 16, is it? That's 1d8 plus 8. Okay. Okay. 1d8 yeah. plus 8. So 16 plus the 18. 
from the from the charges because those get max plus dice. Oh, as those well. get max as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, plus that. So that's yeah. the um, so sixteen general damage. So 30, and then 34 already without rolling. <laughs> twelve, excellent. So thirty-four plus twelve, so forty-eight points of damage with the one attack. It's already looking shaky. <laughs> so now I will do a um a kick it in the knee. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a twelve to hit. Uh, that miss. Uh, yeah, that misses. <laughs> and then I'll do another blow with the quarterstaff. Yeah. Across the side of the ribs. That is a um, twenty-two. That'll hit. Uh, and so that is twelve damage. Twelve damage. Okay. And then the finals unarmed strike. Flurry of blows uh, is an 18 to hit. That hits. And that is 11 damage. 11 damage. All right. Uh, yeah, it is looking sh- quite shaky. Um, <laughs> Conrad, it is your turn. No, I disengage. No, I'll stay uh, Cool. So, um, bonus action form of dread. Yeah. And um, so how, I get... how many... Uh, just one moment. Uh, so seven temporary hit points. Okay, not too Nothing bad. Nothing is missed. That's no. fine. Um, okay, and um, then he is going to. Um, he'll say that falls kind of like obliterating this golem. So he'll then turn to the other one, I guess. Okay. Um, we'll tango with that one, I yep. guess. So I rolled a hit. Now keep. Keep in mind too that this one you won't get your sneak attack on because there's no one. Yeah, that's feet, but that's fine. Yeah. Um. So, uh. So that's a, a twenty, twenty-two to hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Cool. So that's um. Much more than twenty-two. Um. So that's uh. Six plus eight. Um. So yes. How much? That. <laughs> how much was it? Sorry. Six plus eight. Six um, plus eight. So fourteen, 14. damage. Yep. 14 piercing damage. I hit again. Yeah. Uh, that will hit because it's like a 25. Yep. Um, and so that's an 8. So uh, 16 points of piercing damage. All right. So you did. You... With my rapier, of course. Yeah, nothing nothing to sniff at. Yep, um, yep, yep. We can't hit all crit. Yeah, he's got the he's got the amber eyes again and yeah. like um the weird sort of pallid complexion. Pallid ur complexion. Yes. All right. Next is Beatrice. So you're already by this tomb guardian. Um, Beatrice is going to see that Fall has got this guy on the ropes and is actually going to run across and help Conrad. Yep. Um, and is going to swipe at it with a sun sword. All right. <laughs> is this that's a that's an, what? That's a that twenty. <laughs> Okay. We go like five sessions with no nat 20s and then it all just happens tonight. Yep. Yep. Um, So Conrad's there, so you get your sneak attack. Uh, um, Let me just, once again, I have to get a calculator out to work this out. Um, Because the max damage would normally be 
Eight plus seven. So max damage would be 33 plus three, six, two, 45. 45, okay. Uh, it is incredibly shaky, but it is still standing. Uh, Beatrice has another attack. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And right. this time she's going to use Slayer's Prey as well. All right. action. Uh, so that's a nice. <laughs> that's a 28 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that's. Um, oh, that's a lot of numbers. So, like, uh, general rule of thumb if you're struggling to add it up, because it's like above 20 something. It's if it's a boss, it's probably hitting. 29. 29 to hit. Or, yeah. No, no, no. Or 29 points of damage. It was 29 to hit, and then I rolled 29 points of damage. Oh. Okay, yeah. So this, this first attack just uh, does a whole bunch of damage to it. And the second one, you just knock like its skull like its head flying uh and it is done for um it it lies limp on the ground as, as the chain on this side kind of collapses uh sevia good job yeah well uh <laughs> a lot has happened in the past six seconds uh yeah, so she sees all this happen and then looks back at the one that's still fighting fall. And uh, uh, she's going to go, uh, she's going to say, fall, duck! And then uh, she's pulling out a diamond from her pocket and doing chromatic orb. All right, at what level? Uh, first. Yep. Because uh, I don't think it's worth using a higher spell slot <laughs> for okay. this creature. Uh, that is a 15 to hit. 15 misses. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, that's a good thing I didn't use. Mm. Um, nothing bonus okay. action-y? I, I don't really have bonus yeah. actions. All um, right. So, yeah, she goes full duck and then whiffs it. Yep. <laughs> I feel like, because uh, it was going to be fire energy, so probably a... Uh, the flame shoots out, but maybe that's like right when Beatrice fells this thing, and like the the chain around the other one's neck kind of jolts it to the side a bit, and it just shoots wide. Okay. And Sevia's like, "Never mind." Um, you know what? I think this is still close enough that I'm gonna say that this does trigger its uh, aversion to fire, at least. Aversion to fire. So it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the, it's the end of its next turn because it is afraid of fire. Hey. Um, uh, it is its go. Uh, it is also starting its turn with fewer than uh, 40 hit points. So there is a chance that it goes berserk. Uh, it does not. Um, 
So it is just gonna punch it fall twice with disadvantage. <laughs> um, that one is cocked. You are lucky for the uh, for the disadvantage because one of those was a nat twenty. Um, so one of them ends up as a 22 to hit. That hits. The other one ends up as only a 13 to hit. So one hits. Okay. Um, but one one still hurts with these things because of these spiked gauntlets. Um, but I rolled fairly poorly. Um, so you take... Uh, 15 points of bludgeoning damage, plus 4 points of piercing damage. So 19 points of damage. Okay. That's fine. Alright. Uh, next is Dragonbait, who is going to... Uh, is going to rush in, and he's going to do his uh, two attacks. <laughs> Dragonbait rolled to that 20. <laughs> uh... <laughs> What is it with this fight? Uh, which I think is... It's... Is this Everyone's thing... Is this just thing? It's a construct, so... So he doesn't get his extra damage. But even Everyone, so... Everyone's just enraged because they saw yeah. Beatrice do this amazing um, thing and then get punched. So... So... Both of his attacks hit, but one of them is a natural 20. So... So total is... 5, 10, 18 plus the dice. No, yeah, 18 plus the dice, 22, 23, 24, 25 points of damage all up, which is, I hate to do it, but that's enough to, to just, this divine swing uh, decapitates the second Tomb Guardian, and it also falls limp on the ground. Um, and the spike chain is just falls ching, 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 and is easy enough to just step over. Fall, are you all right? Oh, um, oh a bit of a hefty punch. Um, no, it's okay. Oh, then come here, come here. Oh my goodness. She does a gay little cure wounds. <laughs> uh, it- Beatrice sort of grunts and goes, oh, that hurt. <laughs> you, one Paul minute, one minute. <laughs> oh, that's a third level cure wounds too. Um, so it's 3d8. On fall, he took imagine. 19 damage. Yes. <laughs> took 19. Uh, so I just imagine Beatrice is like, oh, I'm sore. Cara just like turns and like, what are you expecting me to do about it? Did you roll like three eights or something? (laughs) No, I only rolled one eight and two twos. So that's uh, 14 points back that fall. Okay, so it's not quite full, but pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Celia does a little lethala cure wounds. It's like, you did a very good job out there. I'm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, 
Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, so did you, that was quite a good spell. Oh, it looked good, it didn't do a lot, but no, you're, you're getting so effective in all this. I know that uh, maybe it's not what you wanted out of all of this, but it, it's good. I always told you you were strong, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. I, I think it's good to be able to. I can, uh, I can, I think maybe I can protect people a bit more. I, well, yes, <laughs> you certainly have been. <laughs> hmm. And thank you for the healing. It's nice not to have to sew up my wounds <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you used to sew th Yes, a no, of, of course. Uh, if there's one thing old Arcani can do for me, it's help you. So, ha. Uh, Siri then immediately gets a little awkward and then goes, Beatrice! <laughs> and, like, scurries over with her little flapping hands. Like, do you need... Uh, and compared to Fall, who she, like, very, like, gently laid her hands on his poor injured arm, she's just like, help! And just, like, bats on Beatrice's shoulders. Beatrice makes a pained noise. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, she's got arcane recovery. I'll use another third for Beatrice. Um, <laughs> You'll force yourself to <laughs> yes. use a third on Beatrice. If Beatrice at any point looks at Conrad while well, this, this entire exchange has been happening between these two people, um, Courage just like raises his eyebrows very pointedly at she Beatrice does. and then looks at Sevia and looks back at Beatrice again and kind of like folds his arms mm. jauntily. Beatrice rolls her eyes. Well, you got 17 points of healing while you're making fun of me. Well, so. thank you. <laughs> Technically, I healed you more than fall, so. <laughs> Technically, it doesn't help a lot. <laughs> Well, uh, feeling better, Beatrice? That was a very cool flip you did. Thank you. Apparently they didn't think so. No, I doubt. Uh, well, actually, no, you'd assume that the creatures in here would appreciate aesthetics. I mean, look at all these rubble, but then it is quite in disrepair. And I'm blabbering, aren't I? You are. And then Beatrice also casts Cure Wounds on herself. At a first oh. level. Eight. And then it's another eight. Oh. Yep. Eight. Okay. So I also completely She's forgotten. She's feeling this a little episode. better now. Yeah. <laughs> I also completely forgotten this episode, Dubby. Have I managed to coax the skeleton bird on to sit on Connor's shoulder while all this shenanigans has been going uh, on? Roll me an animal handling check. Oh no. I have a plus zero to it. Sixteen. 16. Yeah, yeah, you probably have. It hasn't just scurried completely off while, you know, I got my head bitten off by a ball, no, really. No. <laughs> and all this. Cool. <laughs> so Crouch just like leaning yeah. against, doing his stupid edgy boy thing, leaning against a wall with a little okay. skeleton bird on his shoulder. <laughs> Beatrice sort of jokingly, uh, once she feels a little bit better, goes, I have something that I think it would suit your uh, look at the moment, Conrad. And mm -hmm. hands him the eye patch. <laughs> Crow just like kind of like stands like, oh, 
like a pirate oh oh because of the bird oh Arr. i see very droll <laughs> it's a pretty cool eye patch i must say i think if i was an eye i'd want to wear an eye patch like this okay mm. so are you, it. are you going through to look at the uh the plaque on the uh the wall yes we are stepping around the mold yes yeah. yeah you do notice it does every so often like sprout an ice stalk that looks around for a bit before going back in still but there is the uh the next warning from lady elmero walk through water with weapon in hand shake your shadow at the font the vulture is the first step. Write the gods. The walls of history tell all. It's probably easy enough for you to all remember uh, that, like, the vulture is the first step, probably referring to the, uh, the, the tiles. Ah, uh, yes, Conrad remembers that out loud, and then Clive yeah. just looks very unhappy about something, um, and then continues to write down in his little diary. Yeah. All right. All right. So, it appears we've done this rather out of order, but I guess we can only assume history on the walls tells all is the room we were just in. Seems so. Yes. There are coins much like on the on the fresco. Sounds mm. about right. That's true. I was getting confused with the two frog-related rooms. <laughs> but I suppose um mm. there it's were this two, poem. two frog-related spirits. Makes sense. Mm. So history on the walls tells all, so we go back, we reanalyze the frescoes. Maybe Conrad's theory is correct, and we have to put on those masks and replicate those rituals. Sounds like plan. Yes, and either we will be taken over, or we will summon a creature, or we'll just open a tomb. One of those three, at least. Mm. All right. So I take it you return now to yes. <laughs> Hoover's arms. Uh, We've done our little fight. We go tomb. back to the tentacle frog. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, can you tell me? So, as as a remind, yeah. If you want a reminder of any of the frescoes, ask. Um. So, how many masks were there? Was there just one? So there were four, I believe. Oh, cool. yeah. I put one on. Okay. Nothing happens immediately. Well, it seems normal. Oh, good. Um, okay, I'll pop up, up one as well. All right. Again, nothing happens immediately. Is it the sort of mask that Beatrice can put on, or uh, is her uh, anatomy in the way? I'd, I'd say you could put it on. She puts it on. Nothing happens immediately. It's like sideways. Uh, yeah, Sevia holds the last one and goes, Artist, dragon bait. It maybe close your eyes All in right. case something occurs and you are left unprotected. Okay. They they do so. Sevia puts it on. Uh, nothing immediately occurs. 
All right. Okay, so let's have a look at all these frescoes again. He points the perhaps giving coin like the ones there would help, or adding mm. more okay. into there. So yes, the first the first one is uh, yeah, an old woman wearing a frog mask, tossing five coins from her hand as though sowing seeds. Right, and then we have. Someone eating a bug. Yes. Uh, in the foreground, an old man wearing a frog mask holds a bug up to his open mouth. I bag's not that one. Shot not. Or the killing the chicken one. To the cockroach, the dead, the dead cockroaches that are there. <laughs> like, yep. This makes sense. Yes. And then the final one was the chicken? No. Uh, third one was third the, one the uh, young woman wearing a frog mask, holds a knife in one hand and a headless chicken in the other. Headless chook. Yes. Blood sacrifice, perhaps. Mm. Mm. The final one is a uh, head of a human figure in the foreground. Uh, cracks obscure the head, but you can see that it grasps a lit candle. There's a candle, I believe, on, on the yeah. altar. Part. Yeah, a yeah. little green one. Yeah, so the items on the wall shrine, uh, found in the wall shrine, six-inch stone statuette of a frochemoth, a copper bowl containing rat bones, four dead cockroaches, a green wax candle with a salvageable wick, and five loose gold pieces. Most of the things for this... Everything except for the blood sacrifice. That's easily taken care of. If it requires just some blood, not hard. This is true. Anyway, he looks like he's about to make a joke to Exley, and it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, like he kind of like looks at artists and then turns to his like right. It's like, ah. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, I suppose if everybody else is uh, against eating bugs, I will eat a bug. Good, excellent. Depreciated. Hey. We shall see how much blood it requires. I am happy to do that part. <clears throat> All right. Uh. I'll take the candle. All sure. Right. I'll take the gold pieces. So who's going first and what do you do? Okay. So seeing that there is the shrine. So the gold pieces are first and there is a shrine. I guess I will um, scatter the gold pieces, pieces across the shrine like I am sowing seeds. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, nothing immediately happens. Whether or not this is a good sign or a bad sign, you don't know. The bugs but, were next, weren't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beatrice picks up one of the dead cockroaches and just takes a giant bite out of it and, you know, just like crunch, 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 crunch. Okay. Um, again, nothing immediately happens. Bit dry. Mm. Cool. And now uh, they have this chicken. 
I was like, well, let's find out. There's no, no signification here yet, but this could do for now. And he has his rapier, which is quite sharp. He just holds out the palm of his hand, just <laughs> slashes it across his hand. His hand the yep. palm of his hand, obviously. And um, what do you do with the ensuing blood? Because it's like it's on the shrine, so I guess. Shrine, I presume the shrine, there's rat bones yeah. on the shrine. Yeah. Yes. Rat, mm. So a, a copper bowl. On the bones, so there's maybe? a copper bowl containing rat bones on the shrine. Yeah. Probably there in the yeah, in yep. the copper bowl because that's like implication is perhaps have sacrificed rats to there. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, and then Yeah, Savia. Savia's gonna use a firebolt to like a mini little one, just at the tips of her fingers, just to light the candle. Okay. And then set it upon the shrine. So um, as you do that, um, the sarcophagus lid unlocks and slides open. Anyone looking into it sees the bones of a prokemoth, as well as some valuable items. Um, you have you have solved Kubazan's tomb. Yay! Well, there we go. Perfect. Oh, Let's go find out what's inside. Nice. Well, we were actually saying earlier, you two have been doing a lot of the investigating, so Fall and I will look at this one. <laughs> yes, and if anything does decide to attack, I can take care of it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Connor looks like, like suspiciously at Beatrice and then is like, all right, go ahead. Beatrice shares the suspicious look and uh, puts her sun sword down and pulls out her bow and arrow. Okay. So, uh, the sarcophagus contains a, a pair of braces and 20 brittle arrows rotting in a leather quiver. Um, the car carvings of a frogheemoths, uh, of, of frogheemoths adorn the braces, uh, which keep the... Okay, uh, I won't say that. Um, and yeah, so you can reach out for the braces if you want. Okay. Yeah, um, full reach out for the braces and the arrows at the same time and be like, oh, I think uh, this is more suited for you, Beatrice. Okay, so as you touch the braces, are, are you going to roll? You can roll a charisma check if you want, or you can just let them, let the, the spirit enter into you um you can welcome the spirit in with arms wide has someone told fall that um <laughs> no, no. is the recommended it was beatrice and beatrice hasn't mentioned it to anyone yeah. this is some mild metagame <laughs> yeah i didn't want to make fall yeah um touched one of them eventually okay um oh, well i rolled an eight so <laughs> well, okay so, I don't have great charisma the braces glow as watery light ripples across the wall which you all see. Um, a monstrous tentacled shadow rises from the sarcophagus and the air fills with the stench of a swamp. A rumbling voice echoes throughout the tomb. You are brave to summon me. Together we will crush the undying one. Um, and you are possessed by the spirit of Kubazai. Or, or you are... Inhabited by the spirit of Kubazan. So, this is going to be fun. Uh, 
so the inherited flaw yeah. is I am fearless and not afraid to take great risks. What? Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, the power. The power is the host's strength score becomes 23 unless <laughs> it is already higher. <laughs> what the fuck? I was going to like lift a cup up and just like yeet it into the air accidentally. <laughs> Do I physically become buff or is this just a magical thing? Um, I'm going to say that's up to you. <laughs> but yeah, um, your strength goes from 10 from being pretty average to being incredible. Yikes. Okay. Um, I think probably uh, nothing like physically changes, but like you just, I don't know, like the few like muscles that Fool already has kind of just like look a little more defined, a little more obvious. And there's kind of like this presence around them. <laughs> and I yeah. assume initially Fool would be like, kind of like looking around wildly like, oh shit, can anyone else see this? What's going on? And then before being like, Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we can work together and we can do all of this. And I think that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong now. All has an all might fall. Yes. Moa, I just want to talk. Thank you. Thank you for listening this week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.